0: It's time for the USF Football Radio Show. Caught
1: touchdown balls
0: on the USF Football Radio Network.
1: Here comes Fletcher. Oh, he's drilled. Blindside sack. With today's show, here are Jim Lauck and Joey Johnston. Welcome to another edition of the USF Football Radio Show, and it has been a busy week for USF Football. We'll address all the changes in this hour. Interim head coach Daniel DePrado will join us later on. But we have an opportunity today to begin with vice president of athletics, Michael Kelly. And, Michael, these things are are never easy, and it was a, a difficult situation, I am sure. Kind of take us through your thought process as as you made this move at the top of USF football.
2: Yeah, obviously, anytime you make a leadership change, it's very difficult, and obviously, when even more so when you've got someone that uh, really gave their their all and did so many good things for our program. But uh, uh, it was a great pleasure to work with with, with Coach Scott, and and we kind of uh, had a good communication rhythm as we were looking at uh, what we have done the first two seasons, what we kind of expected for this season, what we anticipated for for next and unfortunately is the you know the performance uh uh and the, and the nature of the performance on 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 Saturday just kind of led to uh, uh, to to making it that much more evident that I felt we needed to make a change uh, to to move forward he was certainly understanding of that um and that's what we did uh he never I bel- believe in continuity I think there were a lot of things that were getting put in place that we that we needed to that I think could uh, have propelled us forward but uh now we'll just uh have to propel forward with uh, with with someone else in in, in charge. Uh Jeff was a first-class person all the way. We handled it uh, as good as you can be in a in a tough situation, but uh um we did we made the decisions we we made. Um you know, and then obviously I know you'll talk to Daniel later in the show and and we've had a chance to uh have asked uh, Daniel DePrado to to take over as the interim uh, head coach to get us through the remainder of the season and also made a decision uh to uh, re- replace uh, Bob Shoup who was our defensive coordinator with uh, with Ernie Sims who was uh, on staff but uh, you know we've just had a really tough time obviously with, uh, particularly on the defensive side of the ball and, and just knew that to give us the best chance to uh, win these last 3 weeks give us the best chance to uh, uh, have some uh, have some of the momentum and, and uh, an upswing that we we hope to have before the end of the season these are the best moves to make
0: Michael when you look at when you hired Jeff Scott he came from great stock at Clemson um had a lot of success there. He came in, built great relationships, did a lot of things very well, but the on-field never quite got going the way uh, we all expected. Why do you think it never quite clicked for Jeff Scott on the field when we we all thought it, it probably would?
2: Yeah, obviously that's the hard thing about uh, sports at any level, and certainly in the college level, that uh, it's an exact science as to as to as to when things will click, when the right uh, uh, when the right staffs get put in place, when the right uh, relation and and uh, the way connections come with uh, with players, and and obviously, uh, you know how how we kind of put things in place. So I also look at it that there's so many things that did go well to push the position, but when the on-field results are not keeping pace with what uh, what we're doing off the field, it didn't allow us to uh, uh, to kind of let him finish that up, get through this bumpy ride, to be able to uh, enjoy what I think will be a very prosperous future for for USF football. So just kind of unfortunate timing, unfortunate circumstances that that didn't. Uh sync up the way the, the, the way that I think we all envisioned and the way certainly I had planned.
1: So now we look at the future of this program. These are the early days after this change. And I'm curious about your day-to-day right now. I suspect your phone is ringing like crazy, so I, I'm figuring you're taking phone calls. But are you reaching out yet, or is this just a case of kind of hunting and gathering for information and potential names?
2: Yeah, at this very early stage, uh, certainly I am on in communication uh, pretty much all, all, all day with a, a, a variety of different people. It's been great to see the, uh, the extreme interest in, in, in this job, and I granted, it's only early, but that's kind of the best thing to do for these first couple of days is to just kind of get the process organized, to uh, get a feel for uh, what kind of temperature there's out there, interest in the job, and uh, the good news is that, that as you'd expect, Uh, During these first 48 hours of that, there's high level of of interest, and and that doesn't surprise me. I mean, we are uh, America's fastest rising university uh, in what I think is the greatest place to live in the United States. um, And when you kind of combine that with the demonstrated uh, levels and and peaks of success at times in our program, and then look at the commitment and, and, and not just lip service of anything that we hope to do, I mean, we just very much just had our first full practice in uh, the indoor performance facility today. We are very committed to the stadium that's going to come uh, in the next couple of years. Uh, uh, we've already made major improvements in the last couple of years. So now for a coach to kind of examine this, as Jeff did, when I was able to make those promises that we were going to do those, and we did, now those are already here. <laughs> and to be able to recruit to that, to be able to adjust to that landscape is pretty exciting. So when I when I think of uh – uh, what a coach will be looking at when you talk about great school, great location, commitment to football uh, uh, in, a, in a strong conference that now with the new CFP being arranged the way that it is uh, in, in the future, uh, you know, a, a more tangible uh, and visible pathway to uh, get into the CFP. And when you put all that together, that makes it makes an extremely attractive job.
0: Michael, as you begin the search for the new USF head coach, what qualities
2: are most important to you? What wh- What profile are you looking for here? Well, to me, it's someone with the energy that uh, does two things. Number one, believes in the vision that that I have, and 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 can see the, uh, uh, the the excitement and the potential of what we're going to achieve here in the next couple of years. I mean, I think that's kind of what a, what the, what the model of uh, the fiber of of USF athletics is for myself and for our staff and for our student athletes is that you know there's as a relatively young university as a relatively young athletic department there's still some things that we haven't accomplished yet and to see some of these exciting facilities to have the chance to be the first team to uh, uh, you know go to uh, win a conference championship to be the first usf team to go uh, to a cfp all those things are very exciting and uh, finding someone that is equally excited as me and kind of paint that picture wanting to be a part of being a uh, uh, you know setting the tone and 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 being a trailblazer in that regard that's important to me Uh, it's also extremely important let's face it um, no matter no matter what particularly in these modern uh, the modernization of college athletics that's happened in the last couple of years uh, it takes uh, it takes a great recruiter it takes a great retainer and it takes someone that relates uh, to our current student athletes and and future student-athletes as best possible to find that uh, that balance of what's uh, what successful teams are are, are doing right now and uh, uh, so basically when it comes down, it comes down to vision, energy, and, and someone that's going to be able to uh, commit to that. Uh, our strategic plan, as I said yesterday, and some availability is is clearly aligned that we want to create an elite student-athlete experience. And so someone that uh, puts student-athletes first, someone that kind of makes their experience great. And I think the reason it is that high is not only that's what we're here for, but that's also what makes our players ultimately perform the best. And when you give them everything they need to uh, be successful, that's when we will be successful. So that's what uh, that's what i'm looking for there's a lot of different ways to get there that's why i'm so open-minded to the to the search in general but someone that can really uh, come here believe in the current and futuristic vision of this uh dynamic athletic department and someone that's going to uh, again be the ultimate relator and recruiter and retainer uh, for usf football
1: well it's only been a few years since we've gone through this process but in college athletics that's a lifetime ago because things have changed so much with the nil with conference realignment all the things that are going on how does that impact your timeline now for making this decision getting someone in place y- you might not have quite the freedom in terms of time that you might have had in past hires
2: yeah it's interesting because in, in the past a lot it was much more common for and uh, would be more more inclined for me to see a, a whole season unveil before you make a decision um, because that used to be a little bit more feasible to do, do that I mean but back before there wasn't an early signing d- I mean there was for the last process we did but in, in years past there wasn't an early signing that you really didn't have to worry about your class till February you uh, y- you know you didn't have some of these dynamics but now uh, to your good point you've got the uh, ability on December 5th where the transfer portal opens up where there's already thousands of people in there al- already and that could that, that changes for every single team after December 5th uh, so you want to be able to properly mine that uh, obviously the recruiting early resigning period this year will, will, will take effect on December 21st so beyond folks that we've already uh, you know gained commitments from now but even looking forward to who we're gonna recruit uh, up until December 21st is important you want to have a new coach to have time there so when I look at this those two factors and then you look into the yeah you're right the reality of uh, many things that we are able to provide our student athletes we're doing a great job of doing that and have done that in a big way in the last couple of years but now, as it relates to uh, fans and reality of, of things and businesses, that's where the whole NIL world has uh, changed things dramatically too. And that's undoubtedly, uh, you know, something that, uh, that our student athletes look to, and and, and future student athletes and coaches will look to to see what kind of support does a does a does a community and does a uh, does a fan base kind of provide in terms of the special benefits uh, related to uh, their uh, business and name, image, likeness enterprise that d- that they can have. So, all those things kind of come together and are really important. So that's why it's important for uh, bulls nation to be together and and look at not only ways we uh, on ways we can directly provide opportunities but for uh, to take advantage of this great city that we live in and so many great businesses that can probably find you know good good advertising opportunities for our for our athletes of all sports
0: there are all sorts of head coaching candidates out there that you might be looking at those with offensive backgrounds defensive backgrounds some have been head coaches others might not have head coaching experience uh, Specifically, that is head coaching experience a big important factor here. Or c- or I think it's an
2: important factor. I would say it's something that I would have preference for, but it, I, I, I'm certainly not going to sit here and say it's an absolute uh, criteria. Obviously, we uh, again we, we went and there are many, many capable uh, coordinators out there. It's just a matter of it's always a first time for someone, and you just never know if the right f- fit in the right situation is going to lead to immediate success. And uh, um, but uh, that doesn't scare me at all to not have it, but it is something that I think. Uh, you know, uh, anyone that's been in the chair before that has uh, had that, those first uh, learning curves like any of us have in any job that we do, you, you always can have a good likelihood to do it better, uh, you know, second time around or third time around, whatever w- whatever stage they are in their career.
1: Interim head coach Daniel DePrado coming up, vice president of athletics Michael Kelly joins us now. And Michael, we talked a lot about the coaching situation. Let's talk about some other things going on, including schedule information. Conference changes a little bit next year, some new opponents, some new rivalries, and the Bulls now have an understanding of the home games and the road games, actually for the next four years, all the way to 2026, going to be some great trips next year as we welcome some new teams into the league.
2: That's right, that's kind of hot off the presses that we just had our uh, kind of our monthly uh, American Athletic Directors uh, conference call uh, last yes, just yesterday, and that got approved, and got released by the conference today. So it's good to know, we'll know we will know who our opponents are for the next four years. That's always good to be able to plan for as we try to find the right combination with our future and, and, and uh, you know, non-conference opponents. But when you look at next year, uh, you're right. There's going to be 14 teams in our in our league next year, so that's a little bit different. It'll be only, we'll maintain just the one division, so there won't be two divisions. It's a matter of kind of playing the schedule that you have, and uh, the top two teams will be who progresses on to the uh, American – athletic conference championship game so that's a good way and it's the best way for as a conference to make sure That we have the best opportunity to have our two best teams playing in that championship game to give us the best chance under the current format to get into either the playoff or the new year six bowl and in the next iteration of the college football playoff to have the best chance to be one of the top ranked sixth conference champions to be able to proceed directly into the playoffs so that's important from that structurally but to your point next year we we do know uh, you know our non-conference slate we know we're on the road against uh, western kentucky i think people know that in, in the opener and we also have a trip to UConn later in the year uh, but at home we have uh, we have FAMU coming back which is always a great game for for us locally and a great crowd and then obviously uh, we have Alabama coming to town in week w- in week three so that'll be a, a a great slate non-conference wise and then who we know we, ha- we won't know the dates as normal till late January early February for the actual uh, dates of what we'll have for our conference slate but we we know coming to uh, Raymond James will be uh, uh, we'll, we'll have FAMU, Excuse me. We'll have FAU. We will have uh, Rice, Temple, and we will have uh, Charlotte. Charlotte. That's Charlotte. right. That's
1: Three right, that's right. owls <laughs> and a 49er. Three
2: <laughs> owls and a 49er. That's right. A screeching good home season there. So it'll be, it'll be <laughs> great. Uh, and then on the road, some very, again new new destinations, and that's some 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 fun things and some old favorites too, because we're we're going to get to go to the Naval Academy next year, and I think everyone always loves to go to Annapolis. It's, a, it's certainly a personal thing to me. My father went to the Academy. I grew up in the D.C. Baltimore area, and that's always a special trip when you can be at the Naval Academy. And then uh, we're going to San Antonio, which uh, I think uh, obviously is always a great uh, destination for championships and for uh, conventions. But this will be a great weekend to be along the River Walk or be able to go into the Alamo Dome in the, in that in that case. And we're uh, uh, so that'll be a good good trip. Birmingham, Birmingham. Uh, Birmingham again. That's right. We got good memories a, a, a there. Yeah, great great uh, two two uh, great uh, bowl wins there. But this was a new stadium now, the brand new facility that they just built uh, uh, in recent years, which is uh, which is which is really really good.
1: And then Memphis and an old Liberty favorite going bowl.
2: back to going back to Memphis. So we haven't been to Memphis in a couple of years, but uh, playing there will be a, a, again another good opportunity for us. So yeah. a lot of new faces. I mean, we won't have uh, you know some of the current members that happen to not be in our cycle for next year that uh, that'll be interesting
0: a lot of interesting things going on with the program the the schedule the stadium the indoor uh, the university as you've alluded to is, is really on the move right now so I imagine you don't have to do a big selling job to any candidate for what's here and I know you spoke to it before but whoever you choose looks like they could really prosper in a, in a great situation.
2: Absolutely, and that's, that's, that, that's my job to make sure. I mean, I think everyone is aware of that if they're paying attention to it because they can kind of see what's happening, but for me to be able to present that and to be able to make sure they're keenly aware of all these things that are aligning and getting uh, taking place at the exact right time for us to do this, and that's been the plan. That's the development that we kind of came in here and realized some of the tools that we needed to be able to provide uh, our, our student athletes and coaches, and to see it kind of coming together is just very fulfilling. Uh, but what we need to do now is to take advantage of that and, and, and win and go to the next level. And that's why, despite all the frustrations in recent years, I am extremely appreciative to our to our fans to understand that uh, this is part of a process and a journey that I firmly believe in is going to create the sustained success that we want. But uh, I know the pain they feel. I felt it uh, directly. But uh, better times are, uh, are ahead, and I think and hope that uh, more than not, uh, our fans can see that uh, that vision, and obviously, uh, whoever we bring in is going to be a key cog into the the, the future of uh, USF football, certainly, but USF athletics and, and overall.
1: Being an interim head coach is not easy. Being on a staff where there's some question about the future is not easy and three difficult games coming up as well. What has your message been to the existing coaching staff? What do you expect from them over this next few weeks?
2: Yeah, I mean, we had obviously a very frank conversation on on Sunday afternoon uh, with them, and I just have a lot of uh, respect and appreciation for what they've done and what they're doing right now because this is hard when you when you don't know what your future uh, holds until someone comes in and you get a chance to do it but i, I kind of presented to such hey this is always an audition <laughs> whether it's an audition for here whether it's an audition for the future of your uh your career this is a chance to to bring that energy but the main focus that they've done and they do they're doing a great job of this because i just came back from from practices focusing on on our players because uh, it's a really uh, unstable time for them too and to kind of make sure they understand hey many of our coaches have probably been through it not only as coaches early in their career, but probably as a student athlete when they were football players in college. And unfortunately, it's just part of what, what happens and what it takes is like, hey, once you kind of digest the news and you move forward, and, and then you kind of make the very best of your opportunity. So I think that's what our players and coaches are going to do play with, have a lot of fun, play with a lot of energy, finish this uh, season as strong as they possibly can. A lot of huge opportunities there that could really put a really good taste in, in everybody's mouth to move forward. And, and uh, hey, and a lot of these, uh, everybody that I understand, you come here, you only have certain number of days to play the sport that you love and uh every saturday or uh, one friday night in this case is a is an opportunity to do that And you never uh, want to take anyone for granted so that's why they're here they're bulls and i'm just proud of our staff that are going to make sure they're committed to making sure this uh, season ends properly with a good student athlete experience again you hate to get when you come back to the straight business aspect of it it is uh that's the top priority on our strategic plan an elite student athlete experience that's what i expect these guys to do and we as a department are going to continue to do that uh, for the future which is going to translate to uh, to great success
0: so y- you mentioned the importance of recruiting for, for coaches that's that is uh, vital but also especially in these days retaining as, y- as you also mentioned uh, not only uh, for the future but but for right now you've got as you mentioned some kids that you know have an uncertain future they have lots of questions I'm sure their families have questions so how do you go about you know, reassuring them and, and making sure that uh, that they stay in place and stay a bull
2: yeah i mean with with today's uh, landscape things are always different than they were five years ago and certainly ten years ago and uh again your best thing you can do is make sure that by providing the right experience that you create a comfortable and an environment that people want to be in and stay and be able to showcase their talents and uh again for everyone to kind of finish off strong to kind of see how they've uh you know know, produce and how they show their their all those sorts of things. So, for the current players, uh, they they know it's a, a a time frame of some slight instability here, but they uh, again are excited for the opportunity to play and uh it just makes the most sense to uh you know focus on what you can control right now, do the very best that you can and then when there's more information available, you can make the best decision uh for yourself and then we can make the best decision for them once we uh, have the new staff in place. So, I think that's what everyone's doing, kind of taking a wait and see attitude. Uh, I think there's a great bit of affection for this institution and for this program. I think people like, uh, and our players like what they see. They like they know that we're making the investment, but it's uh, obviously a matter of uh, uh, how it all comes together, and everyone deserves the right kind of information to be able to make the best decision for them.
1: Michael, thanks. We appreciate the time. We'll see you out at the stadium on Saturday.
2: I can't wait for Saturday. Obviously, not only a great opportunity against a good SMU team, but as the helmet here uh, indicates, it's – salute the service day, and, and it's always something we do extremely well here at, at USF. Uh, I love the uniforms that we wear, but I love that this university is one of the very best in the entire United States for veteran success programs. Obviously, our connection to the military here in Tampa is second to none, and uh, uh, just grateful, very grateful for a chance to salute them uh, and, and to celebrate them as a part of our uh, university fabric.
1: 12 noon on Saturday, Raymond James Stadium, the Bulls and SMU. We'll talk a lot about that game as the show continues. We want to welcome in interim head coach Daniel DiPrado. Coach, thanks for taking time for us. I thought it was interesting at your press conference earlier in the week when you talked about this situation and how you'd been through it before, uh, both as a player and as a coach. It's not easy, uh, but it's not totally unfamiliar territory for you
3: yeah thanks for uh thanks for having me jim it's tough it's tough for these young men it's uh it's a very emotional time but at the end of the day it's it's about them and i know when i went through it as a player i just wanted somebody to be there for me and there's change and change is difficult but they're not in control of that and we need to be here for them to to help them through this process and, uh, and to enjoy it and have fun um, with the remainder of what we have. Because when we, when we started this um, season, we knew we had, you know, 12 games guaranteed. And we still have three more of those, which is 25% of our season. So our staff's doing an incredible job of um, just loving up these young men and, and giving them the, you know, elite student athlete experience that they deserve.
0: Daniel, as you mentioned, uh, you're grateful to Jeff Scott. He brought you here. He brought your family here. He gave you this opportunity and and I know you you continue to be grateful for uh, to him uh, for all he's done for you. But now you sit in his seat and you have to take on this team. What are your what are your emotions of saying goodbye to Jeff Scott and then sitting in the seat you're sitting in?
3: And I guess I'm not saying goodbye to Jeff Scott. He's a he's a he's a mentor of mine, a a friend of mine. And uh, there is no there is no goodbye there. Um, uh, you know, obviously I don't get to see him every single day at work anymore. But um, th- this team and the foundation and culture that he has created and these young men have created, it's their team. And that's going to continue to move forward and continue to grow. And I'm just going to do my absolute best to continue to bring energy to these young men during this time and um, keep them heading in the right direction and find some ways to to motivate and love them up so that they can have a a great experience here at
1: the end. So you have three games. Uh, The personnel is not going to change. Uh, but I'm sure there are some things that you're looking at that you may want to tweak without going into too many details that may help uh, the SMU folks. What are you looking at over this next couple of weeks? Is this stay the course? Is this change a few things? What's your philosophy on how these final three games should go?
3: Right now, we're looking at it one day at a time, and we're finding a way to get ourselves better, each and every person in the program. And I've tried to challenge every single on-the-field coach, support staff member, every single person that touches our kids. I've challenged them to give everything they have to do their job. And if each person throughout the entire program, including our players, at whatever position they play, does their job to the best of their ability, we're going to get the best version of the USF Bulls. We've shown versions of that throughout the, the 2022 season. And we're learning from the past. The past, the past. That, that's not going to change. We're living right now in this moment, day to day, working to get better each and every – and I'm speaking to myself. I need to be better in everything that I do. Obviously, I have a new role. There's some new uncharted territory there that, that I'm working through. But every single one of us needs to be better and do our job. And do our job. Not worry about anybody else's job. Just literally do our job to the best of our abilities. And we'll see see a good product, and we'll see good results by that. As far as overall tweaking of things, yeah, I mean, there's some minor things that we're going to do. But a lot of it is doing what we do better or to the level that we've already shown, um, get it back to that, and then get better from there. But we've got to put that back together um, immediately.
0: Another change that was made, Bob Shoup was dismissed, and now Ernie Sims will take over the defensive coordinator role. It's interesting when you look back at last season when there was a change, yourself and Ernie took over the defense, and the defense played great against UCF, really really great. So, And I know you can't change everything. You can't overall anything in a, in a week. But what can you do for this defense to kind of give it some juice, give it some new energy, new voice, uh, a new direction?
3: Ernie, uh, Coach Sims has an incredible – an incredible feel for our young men and he the way he carries himself on a daily basis I'm, I'm speaking from my experience of being with him and around him you talk about being a professional and, and that's why he had an incredibly long NFL professional career um, because of how he attacks and carries himself every single day and it's an inspiration to every single person around him and he is locked in focused and he's uh He's going to do an incredible job with our young men and has a great beat on them and where they are. And then obviously from his um, background in both uh, as a player and as a coach, he's got great ideas. And um, he he did an incredible job last year in that game and he was going to do an incredible job um, the remainder of the season here
1: as well. You have been the special teams coach. When this news came down, I presume at some point, Michael Kelly came to you and said, I would like you to be the interim head coach. Did that surprise you?
3: I mean, the whole situation um, was very difficult from the moment I heard and, and moving forward. Um, as far as surprised, I, I I spoke on a little bit in the press conference. It's kind of a unique deal with the fact that every single day we start with a quick team meeting, whether it's a long or a short team meeting, and then literally coach would call me up and I would speak in front of the entire team. And in that role, you kind of get to address everyone in coach, everyone when you include, you know, the eight, basically the eight units of special teams, you got your punt, your punt block, kickoff, kickoff return. And then you have your PAT and field goal block. And then you have your must in your hands team that, that touches every unit aside from the quarterbacks. It touches every unit on our football team. So, um, being able to interact and have a relationship with these kids for the last three years, the ones that have been here the whole time, uh, is is been awesome. And um, it, it's it's kind of interesting sometimes as we've as I address the team initially, and then I know the first time on Tuesday I addressed the team initially, and I kind of looked around and said, "What's next?" And someone was like, y- "You are." And I was like, "Yeah, here we go." So and then we went right into special teams. So uh, it it we're, we're transitioning as as smoothly as possible, and it, and it's been um, the kids have done. As, as good as can be expected during this time.
0: Daniel, you're a, a former college quarterback, son of a coach. You've had a, a journey through Sacramento State, Louisiana, Monroe, Arkansas, Colorado. I might be forgetting somewhere, but uh, you know, for a guy that's yel- relatively young in your career, you've had a lot of experiences, So, um, uh, and you know what's here. Mm-hmm. So what do you see for the, for the future here of, of this program? You've, you've tasted it yourself, but as we move forward, uh, where this program can go and where it can, where it can finish, too, this season.
3: Yeah, first of all, with the program and the direction, I, I honestly believe sky's the limit. I think there's so many great things in place. Obviously, geographically, we're in an incredible area. And then you look at this this university and the things that it has to offer and the athletic department, the administration, everything that's taking, taking um, place right now with the new indoor, the locker room renovation, moving in um, with the new stadium and in that direction. I honestly think sky's the limit, and um, for one reason or another, it. I, I think we made progress in every single area of this program except one, and um, I, I definitely think sky is the limit. Um, as far as the uh, remainder of this season, I've never been one in life to put a ceiling on anything. Um, I think anytime you put um, parameters or a ceiling on something, you you can limit yourself. Um, our young men are are working tremendously hard and believe in their talents and abilities and and obviously some of those things haven't haven't gone the way we've wanted them to there's been flashes of it but it's it's my job and our job as a staff to get that pulled together for four quarters and it starts with today's meetings after practice and now tomorrow's practice and it's just it's step by step and it's going through that process but um I definitely don't want to put any parameters on anything and I don't I don't I, that's just confidence in in our kids in the belief that i have in our young men um for their ability to to go out there and perform
1: so we're having a bad weather week here in tampa and it's it's kind of well timed as it turned out uh, for the football team you told us uh, when we were talking things over before the show you told us the story of getting into the indoor practice facility for the first time this week so i'm going to ask you to recount that now tell us about the first time this team found out they didn't have to mess with the rain and the wind. So we, we were uh, we we're having a team meeting this
3: morning and present the schedule and then go through the practice script of what we're gonna do in practice. And after I discussed the schedule for the day, I, I kind of told them and, and I, I always, I'm i a glass half full and it's always full type guy and <laughs> told them guys, hey look, and y'all came in this morning, it's very, very windy. The ball's gonna fly all over the place. It's dark. It's dreary. It's gray, and just kind of set it up is, you know, how are we gonna respond? I believe you have the opportunity to choose how to respond in any situation. And then, hey, can I, you know, how are we gonna respond? And waited for some responses, and someone's like, ah, you know, respond adversity. Here we go. <laughs> you know, let's go. And then finally, I heard a, someone in the back of the room kind of gave a little, go go in the indoor. And I, you're right. Let's go in the indoor. So they uh the kids got excited and they were they were fired up so we actually did the pre-practice uh routine and everything outside and then brought them up talked through a couple things to make sure we were we were good on what was going to happen in there and then we sprinted on in and there was kids on the ground making I don't know, I guess you call it a snow angel but a turf angel <laughs> and kids were running around having a blast and and that's what that's what we're here for i mean that's what we're here as uh coaches and as mentors of young people is for those moments for them to, to have a great experience. And, and it's their, their building. They've worked hard for it. And uh, I was just excited that they had the opportunity to get in there today.
0: And that kind of speaks to, I think, another criteria you're, you're trying to bring here as we finish the season. You know, been a tough week for a lot of people. Very emotional, a lot, a lot of heavy hearts. But uh, you, in, a, in addition to doing the work you've got to do, you say, we, we want to have fun. We've got to have fun so uh you're trying to maybe lighten the mood or just just get their minds on on the task in a different way so how how are the how do you
3: want them to have fun yeah <laughs> the, the easiest way to, to have fun is how we spell fun which is win that's the easiest way but i think with anything in life when, when whatever you're doing in life if you're not enjoying it you're not going to perform to the best of your ability and, and i think that's for anybody in any walk in life if you go into a restaurant and and your server comes over and they're excited and they're having a good time and they're interacting with you and they're reading people and they're working. I promise you, they're doing a great job. And not only are they going to get a great tip, but you're going to enjoy your experience. That goes for anything. So um, I'm I'm trying to get up. I mean, I'm get through the locker room first thing in the morning. Get through the training room. Get through. Be around them. See them in the weight room, and just make sure you enjoy what you're doing. That yes, do you have to put the work in? Of course. And you're not going to get results if you don't put the work in. But if you're not enjoying putting the work in, then we're, we're, we're not going to get anywhere as it is. So, um, yes, obviously the, the easiest way to have fun is that, that good old W-I-N, and uh, we're doing everything in our power to get that. Um, but I think every single second of every single day, you have a choice to be able to enjoy and make it a great day, not hope that it happens or just maybe somebody will give me a great day. You've got to create that, and you've got to make it a great day in everything that
1: you do. Coach, watching the tape of Houston and SMU, holy cow, uh, 140 points between those two teams, 77 for SMU, quite the offensive showcase and I'm sure a lot to look at as you studied the Mustangs.
3: Yeah, and I want to make sure that's uh, 140 points in regulation. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's been there's been some <laughs> other games that have got high point totals, but not in regulation. That was a, yeah, 140 points in regulation is an incredible game. Um, both those teams have very high powered offenses and and have shown that before. But yeah, a lot of film um, and and a lot going on throughout the week. So uh, our staff's getting after it, and we're we're getting all through that film and. Um, and the rest of the games, they've they've done an incredible job, Coach. I know Coach Lashley over there in his first year is, is doing a great job with that unit, and they're they're playing well right now. So we've got some uh, some challenges ahead of us that we're that we're attacking and we're excited about.
0: They have a great quarterback, Tanner Mordecai, and an, an elite wide receiver that's leading the country in, in yards. So is that job one dealing with, with those guys who are really at the top of their game?
3: Yeah, I think they're they're explosive um all over the all over the field. They're very explosive on offense. They're very explosive in the return game. Their their returner led the conference last year in, in average yards per return and um they they're an explosive bunch. Um that, you know, has shown to be obviously last game we're following that one up has been very, very explosive, but um, there, there's other things that, that we found that we, we like, and we're going to continue to keep finding those throughout the week and preparing our young men.
1: One of the on-field positives for the Bulls in recent weeks has been the progression of the offense. Mm-hmm. Coach Trickett has had some inventive play calling and even losing the starting quarterback when Bohannon was hurt. It feels like this offense is making progress the last few weeks. I think
3: it's it's interesting you bring up the offense. I know we've had some great plays and those type of things. And coaching on special teams and helping out on defense, I hear about plays throughout, you know, later in the week that, oh, that was a great play, or I'll see something. Somebody will have to show me something as far as some of those plays. You're absolutely correct. Um, Our offense um, has done a great job. Um, getting very creative and finding ways to get our playmakers, who I want to make sure everybody knows, we've got very explosive playmakers that with the ball in their hands are very, very dangerous. And they've done a great job on the offensive side of the ball, finding a way to get those guys the ball in space, and then uh, you never know what can happen from there.
0: It's interesting. You say, you know, maybe you're in a different room or watching a different film You're with the defense and the special teams. Maybe the offense goes obscure to your vision. But, you know, you played quarterback yourself. Your quarterback, Katravis Marsh, uh, had to come in after the injury to Gary Bohannon. He's played two games. He looks like he's getting better too. Any any thoughts on kind of where Trey Marsh is right now and what he can do the rest uh, down the stretch? Yeah,
3: absolutely. Trey's done a really good job um, in his preparation, and 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 that's where it comes right. Preparation gives us the knowledge that gives us the confidence that allows us to play fast. And he's done a he's done a great job. He's he's played in 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 sporadically in past seasons. Um, but has stepped in these last couple of weeks and played very well, and is is working to lead and and take this team, and it's his. He's got he's got the the reins right now, so he's doing an excellent job, and excited to see him continue to to prog- progress each and every week and each and every day in practice and meetings, and and he's on that uh, correct trajectory. So we just got to keep him on that.
1: It's going to be a different experience for you on the sideline on Saturday. Have you mapped out? All the communications and all the the places you need to be, things you need to do. Is Ernie Sims going to be upstairs or downstairs on Saturday?
3: So we're working through all those uh, all those factors now. Um, we're still waiting on. Um, we've elevated a couple coaches and moved some people around. Um, I thought it was I thought it was very interesting. We have officials that come out to practice, and, and one of the officials came up to me as I was walking off the field and gave me some. Hey, coach, remember? And he kind of paused. and he goes. So you're going to call timeouts during the game. So don't forget to do that, number one. He said, but then here's how you do it. You, Come on out there and just tell us. And if you run down the sideline, you can go all the way down there, but just make sure you call it. So, um, yes, we are working through all those things now, but it was, it was awesome to have an official talk to you walking off the practice field about that.
0: What? <laughs> that that's, that's pretty funny, actually. Uh, a lot of little logistics you don't think about until you're actually there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, you, you've, you've played a ton of football. You've coached a ton of football. When we get to Saturday, is just n- just just another football game for you, or is it, is it different in a w- in a way?
3: Yes, it uh, yes to both of those. Yeah, it's it's just another game. Um, the the games when you look at a season, um, one of the numbers I I've used um, is three hundred fifty three. There's three hundred fifty three days in the year that we get to prepare for twelve opportunities that are guaranteed. Obviously, when you start the season, you're always working to to earn more of those, but we have three hundred fifty three days to prepare. Now, in a different role, I haven't been preparing for um, this particular role for 353 days, but um, it's still the same game. Our kids are going to play. We're going to get our kids to play our tails off, but they've played a bunch of football too. And a couple weeks ago, I actually went back and looked. Um, I guess this Saturday will be my 218th game. At the end of this season, I'll have coached 220 games in, in the 19-year career I've had. That I've been so blessed and fortunate to be, be around incredible coaches and, and young men. Um, but I've got to, I've, I personally have to work for, through a few things, um, but I, I can probably promise you this, I'm going to have some fun, and I'm going to bring energy, and we're going to go out there and we're going to play our tails off, and, and that's the most important thing. So the game will be the same. I say every week in the special teams meeting, we're either going to get an opportunity to return the opening kickoff or we're going to kick it off, but they're going to put that ball down on Saturday, and it's time for us to go out there and cut it loose and play some ball.
1: This time in Tampa has been good for you, hasn't it? you become a dad not once but twice. Correct. And uh, it's changed your life a little bit, I, I suspect.
3: Tampa's been amazing. Um, and what makes Tampa amazing is the people. There's incredible people here. And and that starts with Coach Scott giving me the opportunity to move my family here and, and grow my family and then obviously Michael Kelly and everybody in this building. But Tampa's been incredible. We love it here. Um, we, we spend a lot of time at the beach. We enjoy the beaches. Uh, my, my little girl loves running, running through the water and, and having a good time. So I believe every situation is what you make of it. And, uh, I really enjoy, I enjoy Tampa Bay. The weather's incredible. The beaches are amazing. There's so much to do, but at the end of the day, it's about the people. And there's, uh, just an amazing group of people in this building. And I can't say enough as I've transitioned into a new role, I go walking through the building and everybody asks, Hey, w- what can I do to help? And my answer to everybody's kind of just been, hey, just keep doing your job. But if you see our players, love them up. Ask them how they're doing. Um, encourage them. They're going through a transition. So please put your arm around them. Tell them you love them and, and care for those young men, and, and good things will happen for them down the road.
0: Daniel, you, it's it's hard to judge anybody just on short conversations, but clearly you have a lot of energy. You're a positive thinker. You, you try to impact everybody you come in contact with. Wh- where does that come from? Is that how you've always been? How, what makes you you because you're a unique guy?
3: Well, I appreciate that. I I, I guess you kind of, you know, wisdom comes through experience, I believe, and I've had a lot of experiences. And you mentioned some of the places I've been. As you are going through it, I was kind of checking them off the box. I think the other place I had been was Montana State up in Bozeman. I've had some incredible mentors in my life, being around my dad as a coach, uh, his entire career. He coached for over 40 years. So I got to be around – I've been around coaching – um, which I believe, and people ask me, like, w- what do you do for a living? I, say, I mentor young men. And being around great mentors has allowed me to kind of form that throughout, throughout my 41 years of life. And um, I think every interaction, you're either adding value or you're taking it away. And I, I believe energy is infectious both ways. Um, so with positive energy, you can infect somebody else and, and help them. But every time you interact with somebody, you don't know what they're going through. You have no idea. So I, I, just, I, encourage, I try and encourage every single person I interact with to, to know that you don't know what someone else is going through. So continue to encourage them. Have a positive interaction. You never know what that might do for their day and where they're at in their life at that time.
1: Coach, we wish you well. We appreciate your time today. We know how busy your schedule is, and we're looking forward to Saturday at Raymond James Stadium. Thank you.
3: Well, I appreciate you guys and looking forward to having everybody come out and support our young men this Saturday.
0: Thanks for listening to the USF Football Radio Show. Bulls win! For replays of the show, along with South Florida football classics and 24/7 coverage of all sports at USF, hit up USF Bulls Unlimited, available free on the TuneIn app. And for the latest on the Bulls online, head to goUSFBulls.com.
2: This is the USF Football Radio Network. <laughs>